Teresa Hildebrand, and this is Organized Chaos. We take a deep dive into living with intentionality, focusing on what's important in our lives so we can truly feel our best. It may feel chaotic at times, but with a little organization, the right mindset, and a ton of self-love, we can still thrive. Join me as we talk to other busy moms and experts who will share tips and strategies to help you reach your goals. Hope you enjoy this episode of Organized Chaos. Now, on to the show. All right. Welcome, everyone, back to the show. I have a really special guest for you today. I have Rana Parker here with us. So who is Rana? Rana has worked as a dietitian with LAPD since 2007, the first for LAPD. She trained at West Los Angeles VA Medical Center and has a Bachelor of Science degree in Food and Nutrition from Cal Poly Pomona and a Master's of Public Health degree from UCLA. She is the co-founder of Kids Shape Wellness Program, Healthy Families, and she's also worked with the Head Start Nutrition Program, where she co-founded the Employee Wellness Program and is what led her to her job at LAPD. Rana also loves to be outdoors and enjoys hiking, backpacking, and gardening. Lately, she's been working towards growing her own food and helping others do the same. She says nutrition starts from the ground up, and I absolutely agree. Welcome to the show, Rana. Thanks so much, Teresa. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. I I'm so excited that you're here and I think it would be great to um, hear your story and also how you help law enforcement families. So um, maybe we can go into that and um, some of your work with LAPD. And also if this is like a rare position, because I don't think that there's many departments out there, many police departments that have their own dietitian. Right. Yeah. As far as I know, I, as far as I know, I was the first to have a full-time job with a police department. So that was 2007. Um, there may be others since then. I know I met one or one contacted me from Ohio State Police. I don't know if she's still there, but it is very rare to have a full-time dietitian on staff with a police department. And I think others do hire them as consultants. So it's a really unique thing and exciting to me that I have 13,000 plus people that hopefully I can help to get better and prevent some of the illnesses that like I saw when I was first training at the VA, it was just so devastating to me to see people so sick and, and ill from things that were highly preventable. So I wanted to catch people earlier, which led me to younger crowd, which led me to kid shape originally too. Yeah. And that's, that's awesome. So what, uh, what kind of work do you do within the department? So the number of things, since it was a, the first, um, I'm the first dietitian. There really wasn't a foundation. So we kind of had to create it. The first thing we really did was focus on recruits. So at the time, um, the chief at the time wanted to see that recruits got into better shape to begin their career, which I think is a great goal because it doesn't get easier as you get through your career. You know, yeah. and we don't tend to lose weight as we get older. We tend to um, put it on. So if they're not starting from a good foundation, then they're really in trouble. So we started focusing really there. And we had a special program for recruits who weren't passing their fitness tests initially. And so we did an intensive training with them to get them in shape. And then it's kind of evolved from there. Um, I started doing individual counseling with all department employees or making it available to all department employees. So we had to lay the groundwork too, to make sure it was confidential and that employees felt secure in sharing information that might be personal, like medical information. 
So that that took a while to to get going, but um, that has been really useful as well um, to have access to your own personal dietitian that might cost you know over a hundred dollars an hour if you were to hire someone on the outside. And then I've just been working and just keeps developing. I've been working a lot to um, develop things that are more programmatic. Like um, uh, one of my coworkers and I, psychologists, teach a weight loss program called Mind Over Food. So we combine the psychological and weight uh, and diet aspects of losing weight and keeping it off um, and do all kinds of training days. Like let's say a, a work group or part of LAPD has a, a wellness day or a training day. I do a lot of presentations on those or assist them with things that they want to accomplish on the wellness side. Like, let's see, for example, the uh, police relief foundation does a weight loss challenge each year. So there's a big competition with lots of money involved. So um, I might help a group if they want my help, give them guidelines on how to lose weight in a safe way, but still succeed. So developed a lot of handouts, training days. It's, It's a constantly evolving um, program. And that's kind of, I think the fun part of it is since I'm the first one to do it, I can kind of just go wherever I want to. And my, my supervisors have been really supportive of that. That's awesome. And you mentioned how you have, um, you know, a weight loss program that combines, uh, you know, mindset with, with weight loss. Um, what are some of the things that you find that people have struggles with mm-hmm. in terms of mindset that can, that prevent them from, not just losing weight, but just being healthy overall. Oh, I I love that one. Um, The one that pops into my head immediately is, especially with uh, law enforcement, is this kind of all or nothing mentality Mm -hmm. um, where there's the extremes of like, either I'm doing this hardcore workout every single day, never miss a day and on my perfect diet, um, you know, chicken breast, broccoli, whatever. Uh, And then when eventually that fails, because you've set up these really high expectations and impossible to sustain goals, um, it completely switches 180 degrees to doing nothing at all, like no exercise, pig out, sit on the couch, drink too much. So I think that's common among a lot of people, but particularly with law enforcement, there's this kind of all or nothing, good or bad, you know, black and white thinking that rather than moderation and balance. And I find that mindset is really tough sell for a lot of people is <laughs> being a little more moderate and balanced. Yeah. And I, I definitely see that <laughs> even within my family, but you know, it's, it's something that um, you, you go through initially, if you can really focus on, this is kind of like a mind game and, you know, you can work through maybe at first it's a all or nothing. And, and then you can kind of grow from there and really understand that, you know, it it's, it's okay. Like you, you define what success looks like to you and how, you know, you're going to uh, either do a program or just, you know, take small steps. Mm -hmm. And I think that some people will maybe go through that at the beginning, but then kind of learn that it isn't an all or nothing kind of game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a learning process. And and each, you know, on that note too, each failure is really a success. It's not a failure. It's just a step toward, okay, well that didn't work. So I'm going to try something different next time. Like they say, it takes up to 10 times trying to quit smoking to actually really quit. So each time you try to lose or get better, lose weight, you know, it's really a step in the right direction. You're just learning something. Exactly. Yes. 
you know, a lot of my, uh, the audience that's listening to uh, this podcast, they're usually busy moms. Um, and they maybe are not prioritizing health for whatever reason. Um, what advice, uh, would you give to busy parents out there, um, who want to create a healthy environment at home and, um, you know, maybe some tips on how to start. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I can totally feel that that's, that's a really tough one. Um, when you have so many things going on to think about nutrition or physical activity, it's a tough one. And it's so easy to just say like, okay, well, let's just stop at fast food. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just one less thing to do, but I have seen people do this. It can work. Um, it takes a little bit of planning and prep. One thing I really like is, um, I'm going to take a borrow from a woman named Katie Bowman, who's a biomechanist. And I think her website is nutritiousmovement.com. Mm-hmm. And she has this term she calls stacking your life or stacking your tasks. So I love this idea where you're basically, instead of thinking like, okay, I got to help the kids with the homework and then I got to make dinner and then we got to do some activity. Um, how can I get all these things done? Instead, I'm just thinking, well, how can I combine those things together? Okay. I have to make dinner. Well, let's get the kids involved in making dinner. Now I'm combining family time and we're getting food done. And maybe there's even some homework because you could have them measure things and think about fractions. And Mm -hmm. so rethinking how you got to do all these things separately and actually how you can kind of combine them at one time. Um, And one of uh, the examples I love where she's combining three things is you go to say out to garden or like pick your own fruit or something. Now you're both getting your food, you're having family time and you're having movement. So you're combining those things together. So um, like on activity, instead of thinking, I got to take the kids to practice and then I got to exercise. Okay. Well, can I walk around and do some stretches or some spots or some push-ups while the kids are um, doing their practice? So how can you kind of combine those? together. Um, on the food side, I might say like, I know some moms really do spend some time and make a bunch of meals at once. And I've seen that work really well. So maybe making one dinner. Um, and then at the same time, you're making a couple other ones, or maybe not a dinner, maybe it's the snacks for the next few days, so that you're not in the kitchen more time, you're just doing it all at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like rather than spending half your day on a day off, cooking, which not a lot of people want to do, even me, even though I love cooking. If I'm making dinner, I'm going to make something extra. I'm making a pot of beans at the same time, or some extra quinoa or some extra roasted vegetables. And those could be used for a meal the next day or as part of a meal the next day. So kind of like combining things so you don't have to do everything separately. Yeah, I love that. And it reminds me of this concept of habit stacking, um, mm-hmm. This is from a book um, called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I love he, that one. Yeah. yeah, he talks about how you can stack these habits that you want to. So you have a habit that is something like, let's say, brushing your teeth. So then you add something else that you want to create a habit around and you combine it with that. So that way it's not so much, it doesn't take a lot more brain power and it's a lot easier to be consistent with it and create that habit because you're combining all of this. So I love that you brought that up because that is something where, you know, it, you can be more productive, right? Mm -hmm. So okay, you're in the kitchen. So uh, you're making a meal, why not make a few snacks out of this? Mm -hmm. And that way you don't have to worry about those snacks and you did it all together. 
And it's just about, it's about being creative, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love that. Um, and, and also on the food, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh-huh. But on the, the food side too, uh, when I see meal plans, they look like there's different meals every day for seven days. And that's so complicated and overwhelming. You know, just think about how you can reuse stuff throughout the week. Like if you make quinoa, okay, if I make quinoa, I can have it as a breakfast cereal and I can have it as part of my lunch salad and it could be a side dish for dinner. You know, how can you, you don't need to vary everything every day you know, make some of the same things and the same ingredients across the week. And then you can vary it the next week so that you don't have to be doing so many different things. Yeah. We don't want to overcomplicate it. That's for (laughs) sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, what have you uh, learned from working with, uh, law enforcement officers or just their families in general? Stay with us. We'll be right back. How do you excel in business, family, and health without sacrificing one for the other? Balancing multiple responsibilities can be daunting, and the misconception that working harder is a solution often leads to burnout and diminishing returns. As working parents and business owners, we felt constantly stressed, stretched thin, and unable to effectively manage the various demands of our life. So we would try to just work harder, but that just created more overwhelm less results and honestly took us down the path of sacrificing our health and family thinking this was the only way we could succeed but we want you to know there's another way we work with so many entrepreneurs and having gone through this ourselves we realize that it's about working smarter not harder by focusing on the right things you can achieve greater results with less effort allowing you to work more effectively and achieve success in a sustainable manner This is why I invite you to join us for a workshop that offers a transformative solution to achieve success in business, family, and your health. This workshop is on Saturday, May 11th, live on YouTube at Modern Leadership. The workshop will be recorded if you can't make it live, but make sure to sign up for the event via the link provided in the show notes and register to receive the login details via email. Get ready to embark on a journey towards success in both your business and personal life. We're thrilled to share this training with you and can't wait to empower you with the tools and strategies you need to thrive like never before. Let's elevate your game together and unlock your full potential. Um, I think one of the big challenges besides the all or nothing mentality is the the big challenges that's different from other work lives is there's not that predictability, especially with both the work schedule overall, like what time you start and what time you end, but even within the day too, it's so unpredictable. So that's not great for health, no, mm-hmm. no matter what. So you can only control what you can control though is, and try to like make it as routine as possible. Um, so if someone has a changing schedule, I try to get them at least to try to try to incorporate exercise and eating on as much of a regular and sleeping as much of a regular schedule as possible, you know, knowing that things aren't going to be perfect, but trying to make it routine. Let's say it's a morning watch where, you know, someone might be starting in the evening, like six, 7 PM. And then they're working until the next morning. Um, It's not ideal to be eating all night, but if you can just at least make it routine, like, okay, I wake up, I'm going to go outside, get a quick 10, 15 minutes walk with the dog or something, get some sunlight, try to wake up maybe have a little smoothie or something and then eat dinner early. Like 
in your watch, say eight or nine o'clock, um, and then try to taper off eating throughout the night or keeping it healthy and then just getting to bed as soon as you, you get home. So if you can at least make it routine, um, that helps. So I think that's one of the big challenges. It's just that scheduling. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, you mentioned sleep and that's, that's a really big challenge. Um, especially when you have mixed shifts where you have, you know, one day you're on day shift and then, or you have to go to court the next day. And then you have like a whole different shift for the next couple of days. And it just wreaks havoc on your body. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's only so much you can do. Um, but that obviously affects your overall health. And then I think just, you know, understanding that there's only so much you can do and just taking little steps, uh, towards, you know, a, a more of a routine and, you know, just anything that you can do, even if it's like, let's say you can't do anything regarding sleep, but you can, you know, maybe drink more water or have like these other habits that you can work on, um, you know, until, you know, something changes within your schedule, or maybe it's something that is way too much of a, of a challenge. And it's a detriment to your own health that you have to make some, you know, tough decisions and some changes. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I even mentioned that to the recruits in the Academy, like, you know, you can't always control your sleep schedule, but you know, there are some things you control kind of what you alluded to. How much overtime are you going to take? Mm -hmm. How far are you going to live from your workplace and your home? So think about those. Those are big questions where you might have to rethink your lifestyle, but, but it is some, to think about. And we do have some control, um, because those are serious considerations. If we don't get enough sleep, you know, we know it impacts weight. You, you can't lose fat as well. You can't lose weight overall. Your willpower goes down. You eat more junk food, you eat more calories, mm -hmm. you know, um, a whole, a whole host of things happen that relate to weight and nutrition. If you don't get enough sleep. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit about the kid shape program, um, that you worked on. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So, um, this is a program I got involved in. Like I mentioned, when I was working at the VA, we had a, the first in-person program at UCLA and it was a family-based wellness program and it focused on pediatric obesity, but now we focus more on just children's wellness in general and family wellness in general. So, that program went on for quite a while and then it, it kind of petered out and it wasn't as active in the last few years, but last year, some of our friends and co-founders, we revived it on a virtual level. So we've got the website going and we've been doing some online programs to open it up to anybody anywhere really. And again, it doesn't have to be just for kids who are struggling with weight, but, but just family wellness in general. So we have several dietitians and we have a psychologist too. So we really combine the, the three major aspects to family wellness, which is the, the psychology, the nutrition, and then also the exercise as well. So we're getting that going and, and we have the website is kidshape.org. Um, and that's, that's been really, like I said, I felt like at the VA, we waited too long for problems to occur and we really have to tackle them young. Um, and I worked at Head Start, which is preschool age kids for about five years. And, you know, I saw a lot of the problems that can occur even at such a young age. Um, but I also saw how doing the right things with, with nutrition and 
I don't want to say parenting because I don't want to sound judgmental, but, but really setting the right boundaries and, and following through with some of the things we know about getting kids eat healthy. It really makes a difference. I mean, I saw kids who were eating poorly change within three days, you know, the extremely picky eaters or the very overweight person. I've seen them change very quickly. If they follow the right guidelines about feeding kids. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, what we've learned as parents is that you, you model the behavior that you want your kids to, to, to do. And, you know, at first we would tell them (laughs) you need to eat healthy. You need to eat your vegetables. You need to do this. But honestly, what really worked was just doing it ourselves and then them seeing for themselves what happens when you do that. Um, you know, we, we have more of a, um, philosophy that, you know, we, we do prioritize healthy eating and healthy food and just, you know, wellness overall. Um, but we're not going to be so restrictive that the kids are going to be, you know, they're going to end up doing things later on in life that will be, you know, a challenge for them when it comes to food. And I think that can be really tricky sometimes, um, and not making it that, you know, food, food is bad or good, you know, this whole morality around food. And I, I know that was a challenge for us at the beginning, but really it was just about us doing the work Mm -hmm. and them, them seeing it and then them wanting to do and eat the things that we wanted to eat because they saw us doing it. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so, there's so much that we can do as parents, um, that will, you know, benefit our kids and there's no, you know, one size fits all right. You know, we all get to decide what we teach our kids and how we model behaviors and things like that. But I, I love this, uh, kid shape program. It's, it sounds amazing. Yeah. So welcome anyone to, to check that out. And, and uh, yeah, it's open to anyone anywhere. Now that's the cool thing about the virtual world is you know, we could, they could be on the East coast or, or mm-hmm. in another country. Yeah, that so. that's great. So um, is there anything we didn't touch on that you would want to maybe tell the listeners about? Um, actually, one thing I, I jotted down when we were talking about kids and how to set a healthy environment. And one thing I do want to say is do not be a short order cook. <laughs> yes. one, thing, one way definitely to not save time and to stress yourself out and you're not doing the kids any favor. In fact, it's, it makes it worse. So the less, the more you cater to something specifically that they want, the narrower and narrower their choices will get until you get to the point where they'll only eat like white pasta and cheese. So you have as hard as it is, like I said, these rules work. And if you're interested in learning more about that, I highly recommend um, Ellen Satter's uh, books, S-A-T-T-E-R. And then the first name is L-E, sorry, E-L-L-Y-N, Ellen Satter. She's kind of the originator of some of these um, feeding, how to feed healthy kids. Um, do not short order cook it, mm-hmm. as much as it, it, it hurts. Um, kids will eat what they're presented. I mean, a, a child who's say, born in India is going to eat Indian flavored food. I mean, then that's what they're used to. So kids will get used to what's in their environment. You just have to keep offering it and keep offering it and keep offering it. And like you said, not forcing, just showing them how this is what it is. And eventually they actually want it. So don't be discouraged. It takes time you know, be patient, 
um, they will, they will come around. And I, I recall a coworker I had who's when I first met her, the, the, the children were three and now they're 16. And one of them at three was just a picky, picky, picky eater. Um, even up until like say five or six, but she was working those principles and eventually got better and better. Um, and now he's this extremely healthy eater and um, he shops for his own food. Um, so it, it does work. You just have to have patience and yeah, don't short order cook. You're going to, you're going to kill yourself and you're not doing them any favors either. Yes, that, that is an awesome tip. Thank you so much, Rana, for all of the, the great tips. I think even just if, if you focus on one that we talked about, about, um, nutrition stacking or nutritious stacking Mm -hmm. that, um, can make a huge difference. And it's something that you can do, even if you're super busy. Um, It's just something so practical. You're welcome. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of Organized Chaos. I'll provide the links that were mentioned in today's show in the show notes. And I'll also provide a way for you to connect with Rana through her Pinterest account. She has some really great recipes that you and your family will love. We'll take care and we'll see you next week. Hey, if you love listening to the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. On iTunes, go to the show and scroll to the bottom underneath ratings and reviews and click on write a review. Thanks so much for listening and tune in to our next episode.